My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 48. The other day, a friend of mine sent me a text message asking why I hadn't set up a Patreon for my podcast. Why would I do that, I asked. Ask the person who has wondered how he can get paid for the podcast he puts out, he replied. There were a few more exchanges after this, but you get the idea. Now, this was being asked by one of my closest friends, and I know that it was absolutely coming from a space of love and out of the belief that what I do has value, monetary value. And he wants to see that value acknowledged in dollars. And to be fair, he has a point. I do too. But it's not as simple as if then, as in if you produce a podcast or any creative work for that matter, then you'll get paid for it. There are a lot of moving parts. So to really unpack it, we have to have an honest conversation about podcasting and money. Is there money in podcasting? Yes. Is there money in podcasting for you? Probably not. In the same way that there's money in photography, music, art, professional sports, or acting, for most of us, it exists only in theory. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast because you want to be the next Mark Maron or Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla, you're likely in for a rude awakening. Let's take a look at the only example I can speak to with any firsthand knowledge. For six years, I did a weekly photography podcast called On Taking Pictures. Every Tuesday for 325 weeks, with only a few exceptions that took place on a Monday or a Wednesday, Bill and I did our show. And beginning around episode 30, we even had a sponsor. It wasn't long after that we became part of 5 by 5 and we had thousands of weekly listeners, and the audience was growing. The Google Plus community we started was becoming a thing, and speaking for myself, I was actually able to pay my rent just from doing the show. Then it changed. Seemingly overnight, and to this day, I really can't tell you why, but the network changed our deal, which was really only a gentleman's agreement to begin with. We never had anything in writing, to my knowledge. Bill may have, but I never did. So long story short, when both the rate and the number of ads changed, what I made dropped by about 80%. That's not hyperbole. I've got the invoices from 2013, some for as much as $1,900 a month. By contrast, for the last year of OTP... I made a little more than $300 a month, or about $85 an episode. Now, the point here is not to wage shame 5 by 5 but to say that if you're getting into podcasting to make money, unless a very specific set of stars align in your favor, you're likely to be disappointed. There has to be something else driving you. I'm sure most of you are familiar with the Stones classic, You Can't Always Get What You Want. The chorus finishes with, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. Well, today I got just what I needed. I was going to get an oil change, and I grabbed a book to read while I waited. The book I happened to grab, and I only grabbed it because it was on the top of one of the stacks in my studio, was Frank Camaro's The Shape of Design, which is a terrific book. It's a small book, but one whose impact increases with each reading. I've read the book several times. My copy is littered with notes in the margins and a bunch of marked or underlined passages. It's one of those books that you don't need to read in a specific order because anywhere you start, you're likely to find something applicable to where you are, which is exactly my case this morning. I flipped to the last chapter called Gifts and Giving. The chapter begins with a Japanese parable about a poor student and an innkeeper. 
Basically, the student is staying at the inn and sits outside the kitchen window after smelling, quote, the briny scent of fish, end quote, in hopes that the scent will elevate his simple dish of rice. And he does this for weeks until the innkeeper finally catches him and brings him before the local magistrate, insisting that he be compensated for the fish scent that the boy had stolen. The magistrate asks the boy how much money he has. And the boy produces three gold coins, which the magistrate has him dump from one hand to the other before dismissing the case. The innkeeper is furious, insisting that he hasn't been paid. The magistrate says that in fact he has, that the sound of the coins was adequate compensation for the scent of the fish. Now, the lesson here, according to Camaro, is that the things that we make transcend commerce. But that's often a very hard concept to wrap your head around, especially when popular wisdom dictates that if something is good, the common value of that good is measured in dollars. And this is something that Kimero addresses. Quote, good design is profitable, but design is equal parts art and commerce, end quote. And while the context of his book is ostensibly about design, I think it applies to all sorts of creative endeavors, including art, music, writing, and absolutely to podcasting. There's value in creative work, Camaro writes, to bond people and engender cohesion in communities. The implication here is that the value in creative work can't be fully articulated in commercial terms because once the work is shared with others, it becomes a collaboration of sorts and the value or the worth once the work has been shared increases exponentially in many different directions so that dollars represent only a portion of the overall value. Now, I understand for some of you this may not quite land, but I've seen it happen over and over again as a result of the shows I've produced. If you were an On Taking Pictures listener, you've heard me talk about how podcasting changed my life. In fact, you heard it play out in real time over the six-year run. My home, my family, many of my friends all came as a result of doing a podcast, not to mention the hundreds of amazing exchanges with listeners who have reached out to share a story of how their lives have been affected by listening to something that I released into the world. If that's not a gift, man, I don't know what is. But, and this is a big but, making in whatever form or discipline applies to you takes all sorts of resources, from time to skill to money. And you have to be both willing and able to cover those opportunity costs until you either find a sponsor or a patron, or you've exhausted whatever creative capital you were willing to invest. With the exception of a podcast project I did for Craft & Vision, I've never started a podcast with the expectation of making money, and that includes on taking pictures. Getting paid for OTP was essentially a byproduct of preparing and showing up every Tuesday to do the show. To be clear, I do believe what I do, the shows I produce, that they have a monetary value that has not as of yet been realized. But whether or not I hit some arbitrary dollar amount is not the hinge pin on which the future of any of these shows depends. I'm in the incredibly fortunate position of being able to afford the opportunity costs of many of the projects I take on, from the shows I produce, to my book, to upcoming projects that I've yet to talk about publicly. The main reason any of these projects get done is that I'm able to see past the monetary value or worth and am willing to commit resources needed to produce them. For example, if we needed to recoup the hourly cost of writing and designing and photographing and editing photography by the letter we would have needed to sell 6,000 copies. And I can tell you, we haven't sold anywhere near that. But we did recoup our physical costs. And I consider the book to be a huge success because of the intangible returns on the overall investment. 
for me, podcasting means letting go of the myth that any of my shows will ever become serial or this American life and doing them anyway. As I said, I'm in the fortunate position to have the means, the skill, and most importantly, the desire. The stuff around Patreon hit me the way it did for a couple reasons. The first is that the whole idea of having to offer some sort of perk or extra bonus content to solicit financial support just hits me the wrong way. I put a lot of time and effort into what I do, and if what I put out into the world doesn't warrant support as released, then adding some arbitrary tacked-on bonus episode or access to unedited conversations feels completely antithetical to the way I do things. The other reason it bothers me is that my relationship with my own self-worth is often fickle, and I've really only recently accepted that monetizing what I do is only part of the value. It's not that I'm entirely okay with it, because I do believe it has financial value as well, but I've accepted the reality of the situation as it exists right now. The message around Patreon, received while I was stuck in the car in the middle of a seven-hour drive to Savannah, was like pouring lemon juice onto a paper cut that had just about healed. So I guess the takeaway here is this. Go, make your podcast. Talk to us about what interests you, what perplexes you, what makes you happy or what pisses you off. But do it because you have something to say or to connect with an audience, not just because you're looking to make a buck. In the show notes, you'll find links to a few interesting items, and this time they're all recent favorite follows on Instagram. The first is a terrific collage artist called Arno Sanier, and I know I'm probably butchering the pronunciation and I apologize, but he publishes under the name Graphic Street, and his work is a mashup of vintage and modern aesthetics using old magazine collateral, newspaper collateral, and the way he combines that source material and the colors he chooses and the textures he creates, is, it's just fantastic. So check that out. Tom Crouch is a British singer-songwriter who I found through a collaboration that he did with the band Joseph, who Adrian and I saw with Dawes and Shovels and Rope a couple months back at Wolf Trap. And you can find him at Liminal Official on Instagram, Twitter, and I think the site is Liminal Official as well. But check out his stuff. Really interesting sound and a terrific musician. And finally, Tim Okamura is just an incredible painter, full stop. He blows me away with every new piece. His technique is tight but loose. His subject matter is powerful. And he just seems like a really cool guy. Subscribe to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything in your favorite podcast app to get every episode of Iterations, along with Process Driven, In Between, and special one-off conversations all in one feed. And speaking of Process Driven, if you haven't listened to the latest episode, please do check it out. It's a terrific conversation with editorial and portrait photographer Richard Bevan. Connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sidoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S or on my website at jeffreysedoris.com. You can also email me at talkback at jeffreysedoris.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for your time. I appreciate you listening. I hope you're enjoying these, and I'll talk to you on the next one. <laughs>